Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, I think that uh, you and I can relate to this because we have a bromance, obviously, after all these years. 20 years of friendship, Dave. You and I have known each other. Uh, That was Audrey, by the way. (laughs) They don't know. Theater of the mind. You guys just kissed. Did it again. That's how we like to start every show. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And I watch. (laughs) All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, <laughs> some bad news. I don't know what we're going to be able to do without the Tonys, but we are going to have Did to Did you say the Tonys? No, no. Did not, they disband? No, not the Toadies. Oh. The Tonys. Oh. The award show. I thought you meant like every Broadway, Tony. <laughs> every last Tony is going to be executed. No. 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 Um, Go hug a Tony today. Does that include Anthony? <laughs> the reason why it is not going to happen is because of the ongoing writer's Guild of America strike. Well, we're not going to get Hugh Jackman out there singing and dancing. Just put Hugh Jackman and Neil Patrick Harris on there. Let them sing. Let them dance. And then occasionally sprinkle in a Tony Danza. It'll be fine. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, But I literally have never watched the Tonys. Tonys are actually pretty good. I'm sure that they are. I mean, I like Broadway. There's a lot of talented people, but... I I get it. You're not a cultured individual like Audrey and myself. It matters for the people who have the ability to say that they have gotten an EGOT or they have the accolade of having EGOTs. Yeah. Is that what you want? That's to an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, oh, and a Tony. A Tony. Oh, okay, you have to win. That's there's kind only, of like I feel like the the highest. I mean, there's accolade. like seven people, six people total who have ever done that. Yes. Uh, and finally, um, some good news today as well. The NFL is considering adding Tuesday night games. To its regular season. Oh, just have a game every night of the week. I know. That's oh, what I want. And then have like no. all the rest on Sunday. No. You know, like yes. I'm cool. Look, no. I mean, there's too many on Sunday to no. watch simultaneously. Sure. So no. spreading them out a little bit, having a Monday night game, obviously. There is nothing worse than a Thursday night game other than a Tuesday night game. No, but Monday night football is good. Tuesday night football will be mid. Thursday's no. getting better. When, Thursday when, college fo- when college football's done, Saturday, Saturday football. Saturday games. Oh, it's yeah. the best. So we'll just How about we just miss. No, no, we need one every day of the week. Every day of the week. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That checks no, out. Yep. No, Absolutely. no, Dave. Dave and Ed Mahoney. Audrey, as an attractive young lady, do you worry about people, like, creeping on you when you're in your own place, like peeping toms, anything like that? Has that ever been a concern for you? Um, I think that I should be more aware. Hold on. Why wouldn't you ask me that question? Because nobody is looking. Well, not only that, but Mahoney's got like a moat and like shields and tanks outside. He's so paranoid. People want to see what's what's under this Tommy Bahama. No, they do not. Dude, there was a beast in my neighborhood. Beast. I was out walking. Okay. What what was Beethoven? What was that? St. Bernard? St. Bernard, yeah. Yeah. There was was an unleashed. St. Bernard that had to weigh at least 300 pounds. That's an evil dog owner, man. And I'm, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't know your dog, but get your damn dog. Because, like, I'm just trying to Wait, walk what, here. What does that have to do with somebody creeping on Audrey? Are you saying that, that you and this beast of dog had a dog connection? Dog was trying to creep on me. <laughs> Neighbor was creeping on me. I, I'm just saying. I just feel like, you know, it's uh, a little sexist of you, Dave, <laughs> to only, uh, you know, pose that question to Audrey. We just know that you would never, Mahoney. Meanwhile, Audrey's uh, answer is that she's just walking around butt naked at <laughs> night with the lights on and the windows open. Yeah, you know, the other day I was peeing with the door open and I could see direct line sight outside and I was like, Oh man, I was just peeing with the door <laughs> open. Nobody can see in because I've also tried to see into other people's places to you, make wait, sure. You're the creep. You're the creep. Sure that 
you know, transactional. Nobody could see me. I can't see them. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but so the uh, the reason why I ask is because obviously seeing somebody like creeping through a window would be horrifying. Absolutely. But this is right up there with a creepy person looking in your window. Uh, police in uh, in New Jersey are seeking an unusual perpetrator seen peering into homes in the area. Ugh. They call it mm. a peeping goat. Oh, no. So police are advising people not, not a to take... a fainting goat, a peeping goat, for the more perverted of goats. I hate it. <laughs> uh, the, the police are saying, hey, don't take the law into your own hands here to try to apprehend him. The goat has been, been seen wandering around the township, showing up at doors and looking into homes and I mean if you think about the actual idea of you know you're laying in bed at night or you're getting ready for the evening you look out and you just see boom just this goat like staring in the watching window you. Like, that, <laughs> you just have a scream off. I mean, can you imagine? Like, you already have a complex, and then that goat sees you butt naked and just adds to it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, d- man, I was just getting my confidence back. The goat sees you <laughs> naked and starts screaming. You're like, hey, man, I've been trying to work out. Be cool. Give me a break. This is Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. What was the most embarrassing or traumatic way you were ever rejected? Y'all have to have some some good ones. Message deleted. I mean, uh, getting cheated on, I think, is a, a form of rejection. You feel like that's rejection? I mean, yeah. I feel like that's just a different... I don't feel like that's... I feel like you had something. You still got laid at some point during that. Uh-huh. And then she chose that. I mean, all right. All right. But I, mean, I feel like rejection's like... You put yourself out there to an unknown or... I did ask a girl in high school to go to, like, the school uh, dance, yeah. and she just said no. Now, really? well, thankfully, I did not do, like, the big pomp and circumstance where, like, I have, like, a dance that didn't exist when we were. Yeah, that wasn't when we were in us. high yeah. school. Thank, Thank God. God. But, yeah, now it's like, you know, you bring in, like, the flash mob and do a whole thing it in front of the class. And, yes. is what they're called oh, now, Dave. So exhausting. It's, yeah, way too much. It's like, it's not a wedding. Let's, yeah. like, let's stop with these child, child weddings. Uh, for me, there was a time <laughs> where I waited up at my house. This is a pre-cell phone time. I was a girl who was a couple years older than me. I was a freshman, and she was a junior. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's a big swing. And she was, she, was a, she was a cheerleader. Oh, my. And so, you know. So you guys had a date planned? We, she was going to come pick me up. She was going to come pick you up. <laughs> and then never picked me up, and I just waited. You waited by the window? Like a, like a, like a sad dog at a oh, puppy store oh, at man. the window. Oh. Just waited all night and just like. Did, did like eventually your mom come by and be like. Hey, buddy, you want some cookies? No, my I was mom gonna went say, to say, how many two liters of Coke did you drink? My mom went to my mom went to bed hours before that. Just housing mountain two liters of Mountain Dew. <laughs> man, buddy, I'm man, so that sorry. was. Audrey, you ever get rejected? Yeah, man, I got divorced. Oh. <laughs> Again, Oops. that doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Please leave a message after the tone. Hold up, though. Back to that. <laughs> we're just going to talk about how awful I am now. Because obviously I still know who this person is and we're still connected on Facebook. Uh-huh. When uh, when her husband left her, I was I was very happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, eh, that's, that's karma. That's what you get for that, leaving that, me. That, that's karma. Wait, that was one date that she didn't show up <laughs> no, to? No, it was it was an extended thing. So uh-huh. she, it, it was she a was pa- it was, it was a pattern. It was a pattern of, of, of abuse, Dave. And so oh. when her husband left her, you were out here having... I was like, good for him. Free. Be free, man. Celebratory Mountain Dew. He was Dew. shaking it. <laughs> 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 
I have a confession to make. I've never tried a PB&J sandwich. I know, it's crazy, but I need your help. Should I try it with creamy or crunchy peanut butter? And what jelly should I use? Message to I mean, Hold on a second. Your mother should be arrested. What are you talking about? You've never had a PB&J. That is an all-time classic. You know, art is subjective. You can choose to go crunchy or creamy, and you can choose there's, your jelly of choice. Yeah, but the no, bread matters, and it needs to be brioche. There's no other bread that you need. Brioche for your, is too thick. Not on a PB. Like, Dude, that's like the perfect peanut butter and jelly bread. Yeah, it's white bread. Uh, it's white bread. It's white bread. bread. It's the whitest. to the roof of your mouth yep, and you're sitting yep. there going. Wonder Bork. bread. The whitest of all bread. And that's why you That's why you have that big old cup of, of uh, whole milk to oh, wash yeah, that thing yeah, out for, your, for your, all of your lactose needs. They need a chair. That shit needs to be. It's like, I can't wait to go home and just guzzle this glass of milk. Nah, yeah, sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar bread, man. That is what, yeah. that is what white bread is. Oh, man. Yeah, no, but I, I agree, Mahoney. There's no way. This guy's just trying to talk. Like, if, if you are, a guy sounded at least 100. Yeah, how do you like, like creamy? How do you like cre- People like what they like. Who cares? It's, also, it's art. It's subjective. So for, for my kids, because they love peanut butter and jelly, sure. but I ain't making peanut butter and jelly. Just get those Uncrustables. Yeah, they have Uncrustables. <laughs> they are, they're pre-made. They come in little packages. Which, like, you said shame on his mother. Man, like, how lazy do you have to be to, like, not want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Dave? Like, I mean, I get it, but come on. It's the easiest sandwich to make. Okay, it's not. First off, <laughs> jelly, too. very sticky. No. You can even use the same utensil. You don't even no, have to, like, don't. get all no, kinds no, no, of no, things no. happening. You, what are you, you cannot talking about? Because two. you aren't... You, you should be arrested. Yeah, you belong I in jail. I have been arrested, and I have been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave a message. And they did not give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They gave me a bologna, bologna. sandwich. Yeah. And Real I ones, hoarded no, that thing. I hoarded it because I thought it was going to be my last meal. Hoarded it? What? I, I was just, like, barely eating it. <laughs> Next to the singular toilet that I had in there, I was oh, so scared. God. <laughs> Can we all just take a moment to talk about how scary fish are? I mean, all of them. There's not one I find cute. They're slimy, ugly, dumb, and sometimes huge. That's a terrible combination. Message I mean, there's a couple Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts of the ocean that I follow. And then Audrey and I will share these horrifying videos with each other, like giant great whites that are, you know, like one bite, uh, 800-pound tuna in half. Hate it. If I'm not the the apex predator of wherever I'm at, which is nowhere, but if I I can't murder (laughs) whatever it is beneath me or around me with some sort of utensil, I'm not getting in it. I'm not getting in the ocean. You know what? I bet you were the apex predator in that jail cell. All that extra bologna cheese. They put cheese. me in the cell by myself because they knew how weak I was. Uh, no, how strong you were. You just eviscerate them like a great white. Just snap people oh. in half. No. Bring it on, fellow convicts. Dave. Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney, they have been busted. And when I say they, I mean two New York brothers. And they are being called the Catholic Converter Kings. Okay. I mean, this death penalty. Real I'm just going to say, like, I assume these are guys stealing Cadillac converts. Death penalty. Yeah, for real. For uh, real. So at our old radio station, they stole not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Cadillac converters off of every last station vehicle that were parked out there. We back. had to drive around in someone's minivan. It sounded like you Legit. No, like, they were like, sorry, guys, we don't have a van at the moment. Does anybody else have, like, a larger car? Like, this? we look so janky. So, you know, I have no idea, obviously, if these particular two brothers were tied to the theft of the ones uh, at our radio station. But these two New York brothers are co-conspirators. They were arrested and charged with an 81-count indictment, alleging wow. that they engaged in a black market catalytic converter trafficking operation that at one point netted the brothers 
$170 million wow. from a single refinery. I mean, you don't even have to like sell drugs anymore. You just like rip stuff off of cars, and that's the kind of money you can get. That's wild. So these guys were in New York. They were stealing catalytic converters from as far away as California, which so could have been as us. far as it gets. Yep. Uh, but they extracted precious metals from inside and sent those metals to the refineries to get paid. The brothers are facing charges of second-degree money laundering, second, third, and fourth-degree criminal possession of stolen property, fourth-degree conspiracy. Uh, they both pleaded not guilty in the bail uh-huh. center. $50,000 cash, which With does not seem like let, enough. $100-plus million in stolen goods and your your bonds, 50 Gs. And all you have, you have to come up with is 10% of that to yeah. get out, so $5,000. Okay. Clearly, yeah. you have the ability to flee because you came from California but, all you the know, way to New York. Like somebody who gets busted <laughs> with, uh, uh, you know, one gram too much of weed or, you know, their bonds denied. But these guys, nah, man. I hate this. Yeah, so uh, they, I'm sure they posted bond. I didn't even say that in the story, but uh, it is a huge operation that they are running. Hopefully, uh, getting these guys busted will slow down the stealing of catalytic converters because I don't know how many catalytic converters you have to steal in order to, to have one refinery. Yeah, who's looking for you? The FBI. Who's looking for you? For real? Every uh, every every everyone. car owner who's been ripped off. Yeah, true. that's who we should like. The Department of Justice and every dude named Jerry. Yep, Jerry. They're, they're all coming for you. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yeah, um... Dave and Mahoney present... Uh... Would you like special curling fries? Fast, fast, fast food, food freakout. Shut up and listen to my order. Pat is joining us for a round of fast food freakouts today. How are you, Pat? Hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> I don't know how good Dave's doing, Pat. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, do you have a favorite fast food restaurant? Uh... Probably in and out. In and out. Okay. A lot of burger. Yeah. One of the two. It's hard. It's hard to choose. I mean, that is an eternal debate. So Mahoney is the world's leading expert when it comes to fast food restaurants. He's going to be trying to help you out today. Audrey as well, but Mahoney, let's not kid ourselves, Audrey. Dave, Mahoney I like is to, the one. Mahoney's the one. I like to consider myself a fast food forensic expert. I have been to no less than 13,000 McDonald's here in the uh, continental United States alone that in the be... last 24 months. Mm. In the last two years, you've been to every McDonald's yes. in the continental. Yes. Okay, got it. All right, so good luck to you, Pat. I'm going to give you kind of a rundown of what each one of these is, then I'll give you a multiple choice of what it could be. you got to get two out of the three correct. And again, Mahoney is here to help you out. Uh, the first one here is a, uh, a drive through customer hearing the cashier curse and then going on a tirade. She's got to go on the floor. Give me the Okay, call the person to get me out of here. Give me the 800 number so I can tell them you don't have enough thing here. Because we were sitting here. Before. This is the cashier. Man, please get out of my life. Get out of my life. So lots of air, lots of echo. There were multiple accents in that, right? Yes. So what are you like thinking that it might be like a Duncan or something? No, man. I just heard like a British accent. Oh, and then, no, there was no British. British accent. No, that first lady wasn't like no. from the UK. I don't no. think so. Okay. All right. So there was that a either an in and out. No. B a Burger King. Maybe. Mm. C a Wendy's. Ooh, Burger mm. King is my guy. I think but. it was too busy to be a Wendy's. I really do. I, th- I think it's way too busy to be a Wendy's. I could say, without a doubt, we can eliminate In-N-Out. No I chance. I think it's Burger King. That, that, don't, that came to my mind, Burger King. That's what I'm feeling. That's why I'm, I'm right there with you. Burger King is correct. Well done. Good job, Pat. That's right. Excellent. 
All right, so this next one is a woman them onion rings. telling the manager that they made the order wrong, uh, but doesn't have a receipt, uh, but they still she still wants her to to remake it for her. So this, uh, She doesn't this, have a receipt, and yeah. she wants it remade? Uh, okay. So the, the man was was being rude to the waitress, and so this was just kind of like back and forth. So this mm-hmm. isn't, yeah, let's just have a listen. So the, the waitress what? clapping back there is that A, a Waffle House, B, an IHOP, or C, a Denny's? Oh, got to be a Denny's. Only, only uh, fights happen. In like the middle of the day at a Denny's. Waffle House is overnight. There's too many people. That's not a that's not a Waffle House. That's not. That is not a Waffle she was too, House. She was too cool, calm, and collected as I, well. I do feel like really? there's okay. a chance that could be an IHOP, though. Mm. Oof. Oh, My answer is Denny's, but that does not matter. It is up to you, So Pat. I think if you're, she's throwing out her store number, 635. You caught that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Of course I did, Dave. Uh I think, you know, as far as the number of Denny's versus the number of IHOPs, I'm leaning towards IHOP for me personally. Uh, you hear a little bit of the, you hear tables actually getting bust, mm-hmm. which also <laughs> <laughs> lets me believe that that possibly is an IHOP. Okay. What do you think, Pat? No, uh, I'll go with that. You're going with IHOP? I'm, I'm kind of clueless on it. I'm either leaning towards the IHOP or the, or the Denny's, but I'll go with IHOP. Yeah, you did it, man. I know they're not busting tables at Waffle House. <laughs> I love Waffle House. They're literally putting waffles on old plates. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. On Dave and Mahoney. So, devastating situation for this woman. Her name is Marcella House, 50 years old. Uh, she claimed that she was robbed by somebody who was impersonating law enforcement. So, her job was to take the money from her job and go deposit it in the bank. Okay. And then she got pulled over by somebody pretending to be the police, mm-hmm. and they stole all of the money. And now the plot thickens. I think you can probably guess where this is going. Uh, turns out there was nobody that fake robbed her. She or just real robbed her. Robbed the... She just robbed it, yeah. and yeah, and they uh, they were able to figure this out because they found the bags of the stolen money in her car. Ah, ah. it would have been a perfect crime if for not one for those damn kids. Pesky details. Yep. So this woman, I say, uh, lock her up and throw her away forever. She is forty-one years old. Her name is Bree Ann. Two different words. Uh, Bree with two E's or Bree with an I. Bree with two E's. Okay. Bree Ann. Uh, she she was riding around on her bike. And just to give you a visual of her, do you remember Frau from Dr. Evil's sidekick from Austin Powers? Yes. Uh, she looks exactly like her. Oh, I mean, yeah. It yeah. is uncanny I mean, how much she looks like If you threw like a, uh, a, you know, like a leather Nazi outfit on her, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% would look Spot like the lady from Austin Powers. Uh, but she was riding around on her bike, keying random cars. Oh, no. Just the worst. Dude. Yeah. Like, why do you feel the need to destroy other people's stuff? So a cop was called, and they chased her down. And then she tried to stab the cop with a fix-a-flat tool, tried to stab him in the leg, and that's when the officer was like, He taser? I'm a taser. Oh, ah, good job. Good job, buddy. Yeah, she has been charged with all kinds of stuff as a result. Yeah, uh, you know, I just, if, you, if you're doing a drive-by keen, mm-hmm. just, I hope the worst for you. In yeah. life, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and finally, I also hope the worst for this guy, uh, Trevor Jacob. You you probably have heard of this guy before. Uh, he's a YouTuber, but that's not why you've heard of him. It, he's he's the dummy that finally now has admitted that he crashed his plane on purpose for clout. I remember this was a video. What about a year or Dece- so? December of 2021 is when this video oh, so was almost put two out. years ago. Wow, yeah. or it is over two years. So ago. So he was flying the airplane no, and then jumped out of the airplane because it yep. stalled and it like supposedly in right, a yeah. in a specific spot. And we, I remember when we watched this video for the first time, we're like 100 percent staged. Yeah, so like every th- there's, there's camera angles all over the place, and then this guy happens to be wearing a parachute while he's driving this plane, which I don't hate that idea, right? If it's a single-engine plane, but, you know, the, the plane crashes, and then he goes and tries to find the plane afterwards. But obviously the hazard here is that you jumped out of a plane and then let it crash for clout. Now he has finally admitted that he did this on purpose, and he is facing up to 20 years in prison. Yeah, Whoa. man. Yeah. I mean, same thing with a car. Like, what, are you going to jump out of a car and crash it into, you know, a wall? While, you know, I mean, on purpose. They do that, though. They crash things into walls, like, to test the airbags and stuff. Well, that's a little bit different than, I hope I get some YouTube views out of this. Yeah, that's like like the National Institute for Highway Safety. True. Which also, I miss those dummies. The crash test dummies? Yeah. The band or just the actual dummies? Both. Both. (laughs) Me, Me too, brother. This is Dave and Mahoney. segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. I was just wondering if you guys have any weird phobias. I'm deathly afraid of ketchup and I can't even explain why. Message deleted. One, you're not afraid of ketchup. Um, secondly, I feel like the one that's kind of common, we were talking about it earlier. I have a fear of the unknown whenever it comes to water. So I don't like being in the water that I can't see. Like American Oceans kind of freak me out because I can't see my feet as I'm walking in. Yeah, like the, the Caribbean or something, you'd be okay because you can sure. see stuff coming. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like then once it's coming, what, what am I going to do? Hey, stop. <laughs> yeah, no. get away. You shark. just see no. the thing you that's going to eat you it. coming your way. You start cyberbullying I mean, the shark. <laughs> growing up in the Midwest, going to the, going to the Lake of the Ozarks every single summer is how I spent my, my childhood. Like first 20 years of my life, I spent every summer down at the Lake of the Ozarks with my, my grandparents. And that's a muddy Muddy, uh, muddy lake. Yeah. Like, is there it, a lot of catfish in there? Yeah, there's a lot of everything in there. People go noodle it's, in there. They, they flooded. Uh, they flooded the you know the Missouri, the Ozark Valley <gasps> to form the Lake of the Ozarks. Are there and so, as an, and I could not get enough of swimming in that water as a kid. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like hard pass. You're like, what was I doing, man? There's just, like so many like syringes, snakes, syringes. turtles. No, it's not even. It's dirty. It's not. It's just muddy. Oh, but Did I ever tell just, you guys how you I can't see how I split the bottom of my foot open? Yes. Man, I, it was in Minnesota, and there were some neighbors. In order to get, like, a bunch of mud up, if you mm-hmm. wanted, like, a beach in front of your house, you'd have to go in there and basically, like, stomp on the ground and, like, kick up all the mud, and then it would kind of wash away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you do that enough times, it becomes like a beach. So you have, that's like, nice. sand underneath all of that mud. Uh, but it's something that's necessary. And, oh, man, I was out there doing that with my brother. They had hired us to do it, and we're just out there just stomping, stomping, stomping. Ah, for your neighbors yeah. or your, your parents' yeah. house? No, no, at the neighbor's house. And Smart. I stepped directly down on what was a broken beer bottle. Oh, no. And I was like, ah, and like kind of hobbled up to the porch. And this is gross. But I looked down and I like pulled my foot apart where it was just like a clean cut right, right basically like at the front of the 
of the heel. Oh, you the know? worst part. So, yeah, right in kind of like the middle of the foot. Oof. In the middle. Oh. Had to get stitched up. That was just one of many experiences with stitches, but oof. I don't know why this made me think Child labor, though. Your neighbors were just like... Yeah, it's called... They're like, I got eight kids, 12 kids in this neighborhood. I'm going to put them all to work. Put them all to work. Yeah, they're paying us like $2 an hour to do that nonsense. (laughs) Did you... (laughs) I loved it. Was it close to the webbing of your feet? Or is like in the square middle? No, no. So it's like... Like, if you think about like the back of the arch right before the heel, like right there. I still have a scar. That's boring. My right foot. I feel like it would have been a better story if you had like, you know, sliced the webbing of your toe. No. Why don't you put that into the universe? Stop that, Audrey. What do you mean? It's already happened. Uh, I don't want to hear about that. Don't you try to revise my traumatic injury. No, I feel like we can make this better for next time. She's discounting your injury. No, I feel like we need to, we need to alter the placement. That's all. You mean for lie. the story. For yeah, the story. Lie. Whatever. Just for the drama. You know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my webbing sewn back together, and then now now I can I, swim like it, a duck. You actually had webbed feet. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to see the first all-electric demolition derby. Message deleted. Man, I tell you, again, rural Minnesota. That was my favorite day of the year when at the county fair they had the demolition derby. You got a station wagon driving that bitch backwards? Backwards? Oh, yes. If if you saw somebody driving a car forward in a demolition derby, you're like, rookie, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, wait wait till that station wagon with that big old window in the back. You got to drive that thing back up. Did you get to drive one? No. Dave, story, lie. Oh, yes, and my webbed feet (laughs) made it go so fast. This is Dave and Mahoney. Audrey, I think that you'll appreciate this. Mahoney, I know you will, uh, because both you guys uh, enjoy cute animal videos. Love them. And uh, recently I've been on a raccoon kick, personally, and uh, I know that my phone is spying on me, but when I talk about how I want a pet raccoon, now I'm getting fed a whole bunch of really cool As you and should. cute pet raccoons. You can domesticate them, man. Uh, like no, I had cats. no idea the, uh, the possibilities. The but what I think I need in my home, along with uh, you know my four kids and the surprise puppy, is uh, a raccoon. Well, the the... Raccoon actually probably will do better at potty training than your mother-in-law's puppy. Mm-hmm. Probably. You know? probably. So I think that, you, yeah. that we should really continue to pitch the idea to your uh, phone that you need a raccoon. Uh, so this is not something I don't think that you'd want to domesticate. This is a gigantic snapping turtle. And no. they have, they have named him Chonkasaurus. Yeah, I mean, he's thick. He, mean, that, that is a thick He's on roids. Turtle. That's a he looks straight turtle. up, like, outside of the spikes on the shell, like, straight up looks like Bowser. Dude, that is Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when he turns 40 and all he, he stopped, he stopped doing ninjutsu. He just been eating pizza for the last 22 <laughs> years. Interesting that you say that. The uh, bi- bi- biologists that were studying Chonkasaurus say he appears to be between 40 and 50 years old. Ah, See? <laughs> that happens, man. It happens to the best of us. Little chonker. So this this dude has been hanging out on Goose Island on the north branch of the Chicago River. They're saying that they believe that Chonkasaurus weighs at least 60 pounds. Damn. Which Damn. is a big a fat-ass turtle. turtle. Yeah. Have you guys ever had an interaction with a, a snapping turtle yes, before? Yes, man. They man. are scary as hell. They will take off a toe. For real. And, I mean, I remember you know growing up in, in Minnesota... We'd see snapping turtles all the time. I remember that my you know dad was driving down the road one time, and it was a two-lane road, and there was one of these gigantic snapping turtles in the yep. middle of it, moving pretty slowly, and you can't run him over because nope. he'll flip your car, and so he had to go out, and he grabbed this big tree branch, and he put it near it, and sure enough, whack, latched onto latched it, latched onto it, and he just dragged it out of the road, but that wasn't the real scary incident. It was when I was a kid, and I was just going for a swim, and so he'd run down to the lake, run out on the dock, and jump off of it, right? Uh-huh. Went running out onto the dock, and 
and as I was mid-air, this giant snapping turtle came swimming out from underneath the dock where I was, and I was like, no! That's why you don't go into lakes and oceans and rivers and creeks, because there are creepy... That thing was still in there with you, man. You could have lost a that day. I know. I, know. Uh-uh. I didn't, thankfully, because uh, nope. I guess I scared him, too. I spooked him a little bit when mm-hmm. I was thundering around on that dock, all oh. 90 pounds of me. But, uh, yes, very dangerous, but thankfully Damn. it wasn't Chonkasaurus, because he could have just eaten me. Taking what? you to the depths. Grabbed you by your pinky toe and you'd never see the damn Last thing I hear is peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What's your favorite guilty pleasure song that you secretly love but wouldn't dare to admit it on air? Message deleted. Well, if we're going to admit it on air, it kind of blows up that whole thing. But um, I'll just tell you it happened this weekend. I just had, um, you know, my little Apple Music pod just playing sure. a bunch of random music. And Creed came on. Every time. Creed is Creed has hits. Creed and, is um, top. And it was higher. Yes. And I didn't just not turn it. I turned it up. I guess you should, man. Should I? I, I don't, don't know. No, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> get that weird hate that everybody has for those songs that were massive hits in the early 2000s and late 90s. Like, everybody had that disdain for Nickelback. Yeah. And it's like, because it was the cool thing that everybody was doing, which is such the antithesis of, of what people in, I don't know, like us do. It's like, oh, cool. It's cool to be anti-Nickelback. Hey, you know what? I think everybody has to have guilty pleasure songs in whatever genre or, you know, artist it may be. You do you. Debating, like, whether or not somebody likes something is just such a a fruitless argument to me. Like, I can't tell you why you like something or why you like something sucks. Whatever. You do you. If it makes you happy, you keep doing it. It Mahoney, I feel like you do have a guilty pleasure song because you have one of my favorite stories from your life was whenever you were in a parking lot (laughs) listening to, what was that one song? Uh, When you were a high on like Angel Dust. I mean, it's a a stupid hip. (laughs) Yeah, man, I got accidentally dosed with some angel dust, aka PCP. You thought you were smoking weed and turned out it was laced. normal. Yeah. yeah, not not cool, uh, you know. And I was 16, 17 years old, hanging out at my friend's 1997 Eagle Talon, which was brand new at the time. Those things slapped. And it was, what was the so song? much. The song is a hip hop artist named Monifa, and the song was "Touch It." My friend had. <laughs> I'm so- gonna touch it. I yes. have no idea what song you're talking about. I just love that her name is Monifa. You know the song because no. it was. It was like a casual hit, was but that, knowing that that Mahoney was just listening to "Touch It" Dude, by Monifa, the- high on PCP, <laughs> and we were driving around to Taco Bell, you know, bumping it because my friend had subs in his in his car, and of course, you know, even now as a forty-one-year-old man, I've got a, I've got, a, I've got a system in my car. I've got a. I, I got subs. It's so unnecessary. You still you listening to Monifa? I will listen to Toyota Avalon hey, when you drive through the suburbs. Dave, we we work in radio, so yeah. you know I'm just investing in our craft. Are you yeah. trying to write off your subs? Yes. Okay. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. There is a certain person, a certain person. so vile, so arrogant, a middle ground between horrible and useless, useless. a culinary and retail nightmare, a person who we call Karen. These 
are the Karen Chronicles. Why did you do that, Karen? These are all real reviews that you're about to hear of people that have gone online to express their hatred because when talking to the manager, sometimes it doesn't go the way that you want it to, so you've got to take it out on somebody. Dave, they will be heard. Their reviews will live online for infamy. Sometimes or, they or might infinity. tip for infinity. only 18%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Karen. Uh, I am a Darren. Get it right. That's how I identify. All right. So here we go. The <laughs> the single Karen Chronicle for today is from a place called High Rock Cafe. This is in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. Uh, Allison said five out of five. Service was great and friendly. The food was equally good. And Audrey, you'll appreciate this. The inside was decorated. Very cute. Cute. Love it. Uh, Lori said five out of five. Fantastic. Best prime rib you will ever eat. All the food and cocktails are phenomenal. Excellent service as well. Don't be afraid to wait for a table. Worth it every time. Uh, Karen did not have a great experience, said one out of five stars. I ordered a watermelon and mint spritzer off their mocktail menu, and it was basically a kitty cocktail with some mint floating around. After a couple of sips, I told the waiter, it's too sweet, and I sent it back, asking for the $7 kitty cocktail to be taken off the bill. She came back with all the gall and told me that her manager said, quote, watermelon is supposed to be sweet, so he's not taking it off the bill. Me and my family eat here all of the time. I've literally never heard of a manager not removing something from a bill. This crappy restaurant will never get my family's, family's business ever again, and we're rich. And we're rich. I mean, you ordered basically a Shirley Temple, man. With a little bit of mint in there. Literally. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So we hear stories about people hitting these jackpots all the time, and it's never us, and that's okay. You know, it's not going to stop me from trying. My uh, my wife um, recently uh, confronted me about the um, the fairly significant pile of um, of lottery tickets that I had sitting I mean, on my desk. Dave, these things happen. And I was like, why are you prying? I'm trying to provide for this family in the best way that I know how, which is by gambling our money on the lottery. No, you're supporting local initiatives. That's Education, right. Education roads. Yes, yes. You I, know, that's, mm-hmm. what you're, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. Um, you're giving it back to the community. It is astounding to me that I never win literally anything. <laughs> it's like I'll, I'll get like, you know, 10 rows of numbers and I'll look at it at the first number. I'm like, not a single match out of all 10 of these for even one Not number. even the Powerball? No, not even like getting Mega my ball. Like $2 back or anything like that. Just absolute blank every single time. But it doesn't stop me from going back. And you know what? Let this be a lesson. You just you just keep on keeping on. A California woman recently overcame being homeless and is now a millionaire after winning a $5 million prize in a scratcher. A scratch-off so won she, $5 mil? So wow. she'd been homeless since 2017, uh, and she'd been battling back to overcome the challenges for a few years. Recently went to a Walmart to get an oil change for her car and said that she scratched the top winning prize right outside. She thought, at first I thought I'd won a free ticket, but I checked and it said I won $5 million. Said six years ago, I was homeless this year. I'm getting married, getting my associate's degree, and I won $5 million. See, this is a sweet story. If we were to win, Dave, you were sitting here trying to, like, you know, really pitch for people to continue to go and gamble their way through because you might be a millionaire. Our stories wouldn't be as sweet and endearing. It would just be like, woman with Amazon addiction. Finally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) More money to spend on Amazon. And then three years later, woman who won $5 million in the lottery. Living in the Amazon cardboard box. (laughs) Like, wouldn't be as nice. Uh, she said she plans on buying a house and investing the rest. But, I mean, what, what's really great is, like, she'd been working so hard to yeah. overcome all of this to stuff. To get life back on track. And she got yeah. it back on track. And, like, everything's finally going right after, you know, 
having just a devastating situation, and now she's five million dollars richer. So great story. Good job, Dave Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello. Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at eight three three yo dummy and leave a leave a message. This is the voicemail. Who the hell eats pizza with a fork and knife? I tell you who. Germaphobes, psychopaths, or prissy rich daddy trust fund kids. Use the tools that God gave you. Message deleted. I mean, who uh, cares dis- how people eat food? Disagree. Um, so, yes, you're not eating normal pizza with a fork and a knife. At least I'm not. But there is some pizza like that Lou Malnati's, like the real like, Chicago-style yeah. pizza. Well, deep dish. The deep dish that... It's better with a fork and a knife because otherwise, like, it's all sliding off and yeah. it's just a mess. I've never one time seen somebody attempt to eat a deep dish pizza with their hands. I don't even think that's a thing. That's like eating lasagna with your hands. Bad take. Well, I like to eat lasagna without my hands. I oh, will. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey ladies. <laughs> I will say this. There are certain foods that lasagna. I would eat. Lasagna. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Sorry, Audrey. Sorry, Audrey. <laughs> Did you just say ladies on ya and just no, crack I, up at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> ladies on ya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> either, Sufficient. Either way. Hilarious. She's giving up. I just wanted to remind everyone, and I mean everyone, check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's all. Oh, also, check for lumps on your breasts. Message deleted. I mean, yeah, sure. Weird calls today. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Check your boobies. Don't forget uh, that you're only supposed to eat pizza with your hands. Speaking of checking yourself before you wreck yourself, though, I will say there are times because I had one of the worst meals I've ever had on Mother's Day. You had one of the worst meals on Mother's Day? Didn't you take your mom to your favorite uh, the Brazilian her, steakhouse? Her. Yeah, I did. And bad service there. Bad service and the food was all, everything was well done. Literally oh, every no. piece of meat really? in that place was well done, and the server was just trash as well. But I'm like, I had to check myself before I wrecked myself because it was like, it wasn't about me. There's, there's My mom was there. It's somebody, Mother's Day. When you're messing with Mahoney, don't mess with his food. That's one thing that man loves. But I'll tell you this, though. Mm. I'll, I was furious because they had one of the table side checkout things, and they bring it to me, and then the server just stands there and waits. While you're tipping to like While pressure I'm tipping. you. And I'm like, I'm a 20% across the board. That's like minimum. Even, but the service was so bad and the food was so bad. And that they were like kind of flippant about it. What would you give them? 15%? 18. 18. I looked you dead in the eyes. You coward. 18%. 18. 18. What a statement. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. How annoyed do you guys get when they turn the little iPad around and they ask for the tip? At places that used to just be like, okay, I'm going to this business and I'm buying whatever it is that I'm buying. Uh, before you didn't ask for a tip, now you're asking Tipping for a tip. Tipping has gotten out of control. If I am doing all of the work and you are literally just handing me something, that is not tip worthy. I empathize with, you know, the, the you know, that the, the you, we all want to make more money, but that is on the, make the prices of the food more and then include it there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the, it's the it people feels, who own the businesses. Yeah. But like when you're, if you don't clean, if you don't bring me, if you don't bring me a soda, you, you don't clean the tables, and I got to do all the stuff in between. What am I? What exactly am I tipping for? Especially when you're not even that pleasant. 
when you take up an order. It feels like corporate greed to me, you know, where the companies don't want to pay their employees a fair wage, and so they expect that people are going to tip them. If, if, it's, if we're talking about something like Starbucks and you have customized drinks, I do feel like that can be tip-worthy. Uh, but, you know, like 20% on everything just seems a little egregious. And, Audrey, you had a point about it wasn't that long ago where that story was floating around about uh, the app to pay your rent in certain markets in New York where the landlords were now asking for tips as right. well. Well, I mean, but here, to the corporate greed, I don't even know what percentage. And I would actually love for somebody who probably is working in one of these climates, 833-YO-DUMMY, I don't think that they get the entire percentage of those tips. Depends on the place. Some places don't get any. And it the, just goes to the bottom line of whoever owns the place. Yeah, there were there was a sub shop that that was in the news not that long ago for exactly that, where they had the tip jars out. And of course, it's implied that the people that are working there would get the tips. Who else would you think it would go to? Just just went to the owner of the franchise, yep. just go ahead and taking all that money for themselves. Not but tipping in America's gotten out of control. It oh, really has. Oh wait, you re- you ready for for one additional thing? What now, Dave? Self checkouts are now asking for tips. So no. consumers are already pretty upset with all of the constant. Uh, tip harassment that they... Bless you. There we go. What? No bless you for guacamole. I'm keeping it alive. I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> uh, so companies, including airports, bakeries, coffee shops, and sports stadiums, now have introduced the self-serve tipping option despite facing minimal to no interaction with any employee whatsoever. No, so- see, I, I'm a person, if because the Walmarts near me are like some, most grocery stores have the self-checkout option and only have like one cashier available. Every time I will go to that cashier... I love interaction. I love service. Like I am a, I am a person that I want to be able to have a connection with a person wherever I go. I would be more apt to tip a cashier or a bagger if you give me that option infinitely 10 times more than like going through the pokey line or something where nobody's like really doing you much of a service or through self-checkout in this instance. Like that just is ridiculous. Going to Target and go to self-checkout? What? I do the whole thing myself. Exactly. I'm at Walmart when I get the grocery drop-off. I tip there because a service was done. Oh, for sure. Like it's if like it's just. But if you're, you're going to go grocery shopping for me, like with Instacart or whatever, or even if you just bring them out to the car and you load it up, like that again is a service. You're doing something. We, you know, corporate profits are at an all-time high right yeah, now. Yeah, not our, just for being Target. And, and who do we know? <laughs> who, who do we know? And yes, I empathize with the plight. Like we all wish somebody would tip us or get more money at our job, but that is on the responsibility of the employers and. Unless we fight back as the public because you want working class people to support working class people while the rich just continue to get richer. It's garbage. It is garbage. So the the answer to will I ever tip on a self-checkout is never that no. I'll burn it down. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney present Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? Probably not. Harley is joining us today for a round of Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? How are you today, Harley? Good, good. How are you? Excellent. So thank you for joining us. Tell us about your level of education so we understand if you are, in fact, going to be smarter than Mahoney today. <laughs> I graduated high school and did uh, like one semester at college and then had a baby. 
Yeah. Okay. And, so, and ended college. Same. Some college, right? So Mahoney went to three different community colleges because he wasn't willing to admit that maybe this schooling thing wasn't for you, but you guys both have some college. I was trying to meet girls, Dave. I got you. All right, so Mahoney is going to get up uh, and yeah. leave the uh, leave the room, and you guys are going to be asked the same six questions. You do have one pass today, so feel free to use that whenever you want. I would just encourage you to use it sooner rather than later. Mahoney is officially out of the room and cannot hear. All right, so here we go. Question number one, Harley. How many planets are in the solar system? Uh, 13. You sure you don't want to pass on that? Yeah, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. Yeah, that's a good pass. Excellent. Um, no, it's not 13. Do you know the correct answer, Audrey? Uh, it's my mom something, something very... My, my very excellent mother just saved us nine pickles, but the P... Pickles? Yeah. You're uh, such an obsessive pickle person. It's pizzas. Pizzas? Yeah, it's always been pizzas. Huh. It's never been pickles. Uh, that's not how I learned it. Um, <laughs> eight is the correct answer there. Eight. All right, here we go on to question number two. Which band has the most Grammy wins? Which band? Which band has the most Grammys? Of all bands, no uh, no choice? No hints? No yeah, hints. I'm on your uh, side, dude. Uh, uh, let's see. How about, uh, how about the Beatles? It's a good guess, but it's incorrect. You uh, two actually has won the most Grammys. 22 Grammys for you two. All right, here we go. On to question number three. Uh, what is the capital of France? Paris. Yeah. On the board. Well done, Harley. Um, here's question number four. Which, uh, which classical composer was famously deaf? Oh, shoot. Um, hold on. I know this one. Damn it. <laughs> Are you backing up? Uh, um, doggone it. Uh, uh. What was the question one more time, Dave? Found a tip my tongue. Yeah, which classical composer was famously deaf? Uh. Five seconds. Damn it. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I know it. I just can't. Yeah. Found a tip my tongue. You're going to hate it when I tell you. It's Beethoven. It's Beethoven. Beethoven. Yep, yep. yep. All right, it's okay. Uh, two more questions to go. When did the United States enter World War One? Which year was it? And if you don't get it exactly, just the person that's closest is going to get the point. World War One. World uh, War One. Nineteen forty-one. That would have been two. 41? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, Nineteen seventeen oh, is actually the correct answer there. It's all right. We got one more to go. Oh. Uh, which... Right after the Titanic uh, and right after Spanish flu, right? Something like that. That's uh, my timeline in my head. Final question: uh, What ocean <laughs> lies off the coast of Australia? Which ocean off Australia? Atlantic. No, unfortunately not. That's the Indian Ocean. So you got Indian. Yeah, you got you got one correct, but that one. doesn't mean that you're necessarily out of this yet. Mahoney is going to re-enter the room right now, so we'll put you back on hold. And Mahoney, uh, you're going to be asked the uh, the same questions. Where'd you go? Because the the uh, they're playing us all over in the hallways and the bathrooms outside no, inside. I, cha I changed the. Oh, you station. did the overhead. Yeah, I went and got coffee and took a pee. Which, by the way, guys. Mm -hmm. Feels like a lot of collusion was going on. I had a lot of time. No collusion. There. He was just trying to talk through some these, of these. Uh -huh. Mahoney, I am going to say I'm on both of your all sides today. These questions are not easy. So okay. good luck. How many planets are there in the solar system? Are we considering Jupiter a planet? Jupiter Jupiter's has always been a planet. A planet. No, it, would it hasn't. Have been Pluto. Or Pluto, whatever, man. <laughs> it's up to you to figure it out, man. How many planets in the solar system? Eight. Eight is correct. How did you learn it? That, my very mother, what is it? My very elegant mother just made me a pizza party or something. No, see, my very excellent mother just saved us nine pickles. It's never been a pickle. It's always pizza. been a pickle. It's been pizza. 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 Oh, we all 
school year. Dave's a pickle, pickle propagandist. That's what I said. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I said this guy's over here obsessed about pickles his whole life. Mm-hmm. Love, love a pickle. Uh, question number two Which band has the most Grammy wins? Oh, boy. Of all bands of all time that have ever been a band. So define like <laughs> artist or band? Band. Band. That's why I said which band? Pass. Okay, good pass. U2 is the correct answer there. I would never would have guessed that. 20, 22 Grammys for U2. Because I would have guessed, yeah. Michael guessed. Ja- I would have guessed Michael Jackson or Beyonce. He guessed for, the Beatles. Beatles would have been a good which answer, Which is a pretty too. good guess. Yeah. I mean, considering how iconic Competition a lot of their- back then was too hard. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, question number three, what is the capital of France? Oh, he's got this look on his face like- I mean, I feel like this is like a trick question. Mm, it might be. What is the capital of France? I mean, I can name like- one city in France. And what would it be? That'd be Paris. Is that your answer? Sure. Paris. I, I, I can't literally name another, what, like Champagne? Isn't that a region? Champagne. Because, I, I, yeah, whatever. Is Versailles you know. in there? Yeah. That, yeah. I, that, isn't that just a, a, like a house? I don't know anything about France. Okay, let's just move I don't on. Either. This is getting more embarrassing. <laughs> sure. Second. Uh, which classical composer was famously deaf? That'd be uh, Beethoven. That's good. Boom, 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 boom. Midnight Sonata, man. <laughs> I used to own one of those. When did the United States enter World War I? 1911. Mm, no, but good <gasps> enough for closer. a point because you were much closer. Uh, 1917 is the correct answer. I really? love how yeah. in history there is absolute date and facts. Mm-hmm. And we're like, ah, oh, whatever, you're kind of close. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> the 1900s. Yeah, sure, <laughs> in the right decade. 100 years ago. I don't know much about World War I. Uh, and, and final question, which ocean lies off the coast of Australia? In and around a bunch of... Yeah, there are like coasts. a couple, like, <laughs> you've got like... Hey, yeah. Stop trying to talk your way out of it. Just answer the damn question. Aren't there a couple, though? I would have thought there was at least two. <sighs> because, I mean, again, you have the Pacific to, to the east. Four seconds. Then you've probably got the Antarctic to the south. I'm going to go Pacific because that's closest. Also, right. Indian, Indian Ocean. That's to the north. I mean, there's several oceans that surround yeah, Australia. I feel like that's correct. I Mahoney, feel like that's correct. UN. Like the Antarctic to the south, the Indian to the north, and the Pacific to the east. You got four out of five, man. Stop complaining. All right. Sorry. Harley got one. Oh, man. Sorry, Harley. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What's the weirdest thing that has ever happened to you during a live broadcast? Message deleted. Uh, The weirdest thing that's ever happened during a live broadcast, uh, and it's not like a, a funny thing at all. I mean, when, you know, we were broadcasting in Las Vegas that morning, of October 1st and mm. trying to figure out like what was going on in real time yeah. when a tragedy is unfolding is uh, kind of an unspeakable thing because you have no there's no playbook on how to handle a situation like that. You hope to uh, never have to. Yeah, but it was a very, very impactful day. I know for me personally, sure. just looking back on my whole career, I mean, there's been plenty of weird things that have happened, but that day stands out without question. Most because, meaningful. I yeah. mean, the weirdest day. I drank four four locos back when they still had the good juice in them. You know, they had all oh, yeah. the caffeine. Mahoney, they- after the show that day, because we had a production room that kind of like this one where you could see, and Mahoney fell asleep sitting up after he drank four four locos. How? How was he your- was just, He was just awake. And then we went to a meeting with the entire staff 
and Mahoney was all jacked up on caffeine and also very drunk. Malt liquor, yeah. And... Wait, were you awake or were you asleep? It was a little bit of both because, you know, the liquor was trying. The problem with Four Loco, if you don't remember back in the day, because they had just announced that they were going to ban it because there was a bunch of college students, I believe in Oregon, who had cut their Four Loco with vodka. And then yeah. they all thought they were poisoned drunked. and dead. And yeah, I uh, peed my pants on Four Loco. Yeah, you did. One. But the, one but Four Loco. But the you. OG Four Loco yeah. with all the horrible caffeine and everything else That's that they so had in you. there. You know, your your heart, my, my, my heart rate was probably like 210 at the time. But Resting. You're, you're staying up because of that. And then you're also simultaneously falling asleep because of all the alcohol in there. So it was a, my body was having a, an eternal tug of war. So Let me just tell you the, the, the end of that story is we went to this meeting and it had all of the sales team in there, the general manager, everyone from the staff, the promotions team. And Mahoney is just rattling off all of these ideas for what we should be doing for annual promotions for the radio station. And I just remember that it, it kind of got quiet in the room after Mahoney finished about a six minute diatribe on what we should be doing as a radio station and brand and the general manager just stopped and looked at me and said we get him the hell out of here and he kicked Mahoney out of the meeting and you know what Dave that mm. guy no longer works in radio any of those promotions people none of them work in radio all the salespeople got fired are you saying it's you had the best idea oh, such saying, great ideas one you. Okay. it's the Dave and Mahoney show Mahoney, I don't know why it has come up so many times over the years. Like, if we had a dream vehicle, not just like as an everyday driver, but if we had a dream vehicle that we could steal we're and talking, run from the cops We're in, talking about a Z26 Beretta? I mean, a Z26 Beretta would be a pretty sweet vehicle, but that's that's more of a daily driver. I'm talking about the ultimate vehicle to steal to run from the cops. A tank? Because, I mean, we, we saw, we've seen that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The intro to America's wildest police chases. They don't tell you that guy died. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, you can't, can't be stealing a tank and think it's going to end well. Fair. Uh, this dude... Not a tank, but close. It's one of those like massive, like military. Oh yeah, trucks. yeah. It's like a big ass military truck. Yeah, so like that you would help. You know, I don't even like you would move tanks on. So it was you would like throw it on the bed. Exactly. Yeah. So this this is a five ton military vehicle. I feel like that's actually would be more. That you know, like you could figure out how to drive that. Whereas tank, pretty pretty, pretty tricky, tricky to drive. Yeah, yeah. pretty tricky. Uh, this guy, uh, it's a 38-year-old dude who looked every bit of 60. His <laughs> name is Michael Stevens II. He stole, uh, for those in the military, you might be able to solve this riddle for me, uh, M923A1. It's a military cargo truck. Sure. Uh, but the cops were chasing this truck down the highway, causing several vehicle crashes. Uh, failed multiple times to try to stop it with spike strips. You can't pimp maneuver that thing either. There's no way no. you're pimp maneuvering that. Like, what, if you're the cops, like, what do you do? Because, like, even look at those tires on that thing. You think spike strips, like nope. normal spike strips? I mean, that. That is a military vehicle. That thing is is reinforced. Yeah, eventually uh, he decided that he was going to try to stop and run away on foot. And turns Smart. Out that was not. Get out of the five-ton truck uh-huh. yeah, and, and, and run. run. Yeah, good luck. Quickly apprehended after that, so he faces uh, charges for motor the- vehicle theft, two counts of first-degree assault, two counts of second-degree assault, and the failing to obey a lawful they order. They set the dogs on him. They get the dogs on him. Man, you know that they, the, the dog guys, because we have a great friend uh, that has been, a, was a dog guy uh-huh. with the cops for 25 years. And man, there is just nothing more fun than releasing the hounds. Release the hounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that dog there, you never see a dog happier than when he's biting an a-hole. Dude, when he is, <laughs> when you, like, you can see those dogs yeah. smile as they're yep. flying through the air to latch <laughs> onto the air. I'm going like, to bite your nuts. I've been training for this. <laughs> <laughs> My training's paying off. 
Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 